So I've tried to start a YouTube channel at least twice now, but I'm going to say three times because I just know that there's an attempt that I'm forgetting, but off the top of my head it's twice. And I've wanted a channel for years, but you know, I was in a relationship and you know how like when you start something new and you're in a relationship, they're like judging you and like maybe I just haven't had the right partners, but like they're judging you, right? And you know, I think that they always find it cringe, like why are you doing this? And everyone asks you why you're doing this and it's just like really awkward and, and it's just like, you know, because I want to. However, I realized that I hate editing videos. It is so tedious. It is so just like not my style of like artistic creativity. Like the outlet is not something that feeds my soul, which is a shame because for whatever reason, I just feel so drawn to having a channel. Like I want one so bad and maybe one day I will. But, you know, I'm taking a break. I was a writer and I'm taking a break because writing is painful for me right now. And it's not like writer's block or anything like that. It's just that whenever I write, it makes me feel bad. And I don't know why, but it's not something that I'm interested in doing. You know, I think that if you have a hobby that's not feeding your soul at any given time, that you should take a break from it. And I don't think that it necessarily means that you're quitting or that, you know, you're failing or that you should just push through. I don't think that you should just push. I think that you should take a break and give it some time and explore other avenues. I love painting and I haven't painted in years. Will I ever paint again? Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely going to paint again, but not right now. I just like don't, it's just not it for who I am right now because we are never the same person for our entire lives. We all go through phases, which by the way, can we just accept phases as a great thing? To me, phases are the spice of life. And I think it's bullshit that in middle school, we were all told, oh, you're just going through a phase. Yeah, and adults go through phases too. And they're fun and they make sense. Why would I want to do the same thing every day for the rest of my life? That sounds really unhealthy. We need variety. So with that being said, I've actually don't think I've ever listened to a first episode of any podcast before, so I'm not sure how they start, but I will say that my name is Shannon. I am from Alaska. I used to be a newspaper journalist. Um, I'm not anymore, thanks to COVID-19, but now I am happier. So that's cool. I love that for me. I live in Denver. Right now, the way I make my money is I drive for Uber. Some people say it's not a job, not a real job, but I make like $40 an hour. So, you know, if you want to say it's not a real job, that's fine. But that's what I do. That's the broad stroke outline of, I guess, who I am or, you know, my summary, my thesis statement. Oh, and I'm from Alaska. I don't think I mentioned that. Um, interestingly, I actually had a passenger 
the other day where we were talking and you know she brought her life brought up her life and she was talking about it and then she asked me about mine and I told her about mine and then she goes oh I knew it I knew you're into I knew you weren't normal and I was like what and she was like you're from Alaska and you used to be a journalist that's not normal and I was like I mean I guess I haven't really met a lot of people from Alaska and I haven't met a lot of journalists I mean we're all not really all that unique however yeah I haven't really met anybody else who was like me um I also haven't really met a lot of other people who've been through as much stuff as I've been through um which for a while was really sad to me I really hated that I had been through so much I didn't think it was fair and I hated it um I'm older now I'm turning 31 and actually like a month and a half which is like kind of creepy I mean I just I I feel like I would love to be 30 for the rest of my life I that's the age I choose. A lot of people choose like 22 or like younger, but I've loved being 30. Honestly, like this year of being 30 for me has been the best year of my life. A bunch of shit has happened, a bunch of bad, well, I mean, I don't want to label it as bad per se, but you know, interesting stuff has happened that, you know, I didn't necessarily choose. But, um, you know, I've learned so much and I feel like the person that I am now, I'm just, I'm so in love with her. Um, that sounds weird, but you know, it doesn't sound as weird as it used to. I think now because a lot of people are into mental health and self-acceptance, we can say that. So I just did. Um, But as it says in this description, I went to therapy one time, well, multiple times, but this particular visit, we were talking about how everything was just piling on for me. You know, I was in a moment where everything just was one thing after another, which is, you know, normal life, I think. But um, for me, it was just like a statistically improbable thing is over and over again, where I was just like, this is special like this is not things that happen to people every day over and over again like this is not fair I mean and I know life in general isn't fair but I think that we can have moments where like we can look at it objectively and be like wow this is like specifically unfair so I was going through one of those uh times in your life And I told my therapist, I said, I feel like statistically improbable things just happen to me often. (laughs) And she thought that was so funny. She, I never made anyone laugh like that before. And it was kind of at my expense. You know how sometimes you say things that are clear joke and people agree with you or people laugh and you're like wait no (laughs) no don't agree with that please don't no this is supposed to be you reassuring me that oh no 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 you know like I some we all need that sometimes but you know I can take it if you're just gonna sit there and you're gonna agree like I can handle that 
Um, but then, you know, I was thinking about it and I was also thinking about the times where I was talking to some exes and I was telling them my life story and I would mention, like, I feel like a lot of stuff has happened to me and I don't want to like be all like, whoa, it's me and this is sad times for me. Like, let's pity me for a second. No, but a majority of them would look at me and be like, no, you're right. A lot of stuff has happened to you. You've lived in a more eventful life than a majority of the people I know and again it's one of those moments where you're just like ah. <laughs> what do you say and I haven't figured that out yet but I want to talk about it um I'm ready <laughs> I have a literal google docs list of every significant thing that has happened to me and, and also insignificant I think that there are some insignificant things that have happened to me that are just interesting that I would like to talk about and make jokes about and you know share that I because they're fun but yeah a whole ass document with everything listed out that I feel was you know big in my life or that I would like to talk about it's two pages and I also have a notebook in my car that I keep notes about. Like if something pops into my head and I'm ruminating on it and I am overthinking about it and I can't stop thinking about it, I make a note, put it down to talk it out, like whatever, you know, like I'm not, I don't need to think about this incessantly in order to not forget about it so I can write about it later or talk about it later or make a video about it later or whatever. So now I've just started writing it down so I can free my mind of kind of the prison that these situations have put me in because there have been times where I'm doing something or somebody says something or I go through something and I'm reminded of something that happened to me eight years ago that was hugely traumatic that I've moved on from and and once it's been that long and once you've processed it and you know continued on with your life and then you're reminded of it and you think back on it and you're kind of like wow that happened like it's kind of weird like it kind of feels like somebody else and um you know that's another thing that's happened in my life is that I feel like uh, I've lived many lives and I say that you know I've moved around a lot I've worked a bunch of jobs that are, are pretty interesting and provide you know with me with a lot of life experience and so I just feel like uh, my my life has never really been um calm um and I've gotten used to it and to the point where now when my life is calm I get a little freaked out. It gives me anxiety. And I've literally talked to my therapist about that where I cannot enjoy salt, like quiet simpleness everyday day-to-day -day life in my life now because I'm so used to it being involved and kind of chaotic and you know there's always something I need to worry about, something I need to figure out, something that you know needs thousands of my dollars to you know fix or whatever and so now when I'm in a moment where I'm literally just working you know the simple little job that I have that's super easy and you know you know doesn't provide me any stress at all like it was when I was a journalist you know and then I all I uh, I hang out with my friends and that's like it which is a great life and it's something that I've wanted for years, but I've never been able to accomplish because I've had all this other stuff going on, whether it be moving or breakups or 
other people fucking with me, lawsuits, like shit like that that's just been looming. You know, I'm finally in a moment where I've settled down and settled in and things are, you know, calming down. And I have moments where I freak out a little bit because it just feels wrong. You know, I have moments where I'm like, no, this isn't right. I can't be like, like, what is going on? Like, this feels wrong. This feels bad. I'm uncomfortable in this moment uh, because I'm so used to being stressed that that's my normal. And that's what I feel comfort in, unfortunately. We are moving past that. I am doing things to, you know, appreciate and I do heavily appreciate not having a lot of shit going on. Um, I think we all love that. I think we all like having uneventful days and uneventful weeks when we have them. Um, the other day, I actually went to get a car wash and the guy had to do something with the membership sticker on my windshield. And he was making small talk and asked me if I had anything else going on today. And I said, nope, this is pretty much the most eventful thing I have planned for today. And he goes, Wow. Oh, like kind of like a negative thing. And I was like, no, that's great. We don't want events happening. <laughs> and I've talked about this with other people. And, you know, that is a general consensus. It's different when you're in your 20s, when you crave, you know, adventure and, you know, you're so much more open to being outside of your comfort zone and, and outside of your safe space that, you know, you do kind of want more events happening, you know, crazy late nights, like, I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. And, you know, having a routine and I don't want to, you know, go to bed early. I want to experience everything. But, you know, when you get older and you realize that, like, everything's pretty much the same, like, when I go out tonight with my friends, it's going to be pretty much the same, like, nothing wrong with that. I can definitely appreciate a routine and I fucking love a routine but you know sometimes you just need a break from wanting adventure and you know events so now I'm in a great spot to recount all of the crazy terrible ridiculous highly improbable things that have happened to me. And I would like to start off with the fact that I got catfished last week. <laughs> the fact that it was last week is funny to me because who does that anymore? Like that was a 90s thing. And I'm not gonna lie, I used to kind of do that. You know, I didn't actually meet anybody and I didn't freaking course anybody to be in love with me or try that or anything like that but like back in the day I didn't have a camera but I was still in chat rooms and everybody was trying to share pictures and everything like that and I wanted to be included so of course I would just go find a picture of some cute girl or guy off the internet and pretend that that's who I was and if you've ever seen catfish it was exactly like that where they say oh the pictures were fake but everything else was everything else was me and that's how it was for me too <laughs> which is funny because that is kind of how that this happened um with the person who catfished me which is actually somebody who I had known for five or six years at this point who I had a falling out with who I didn't want to be friends with anymore and that was their way to get back into my life which I think is the most 
delusional, psychotic, creepy, and just weirdest freaking way you could do that. I mean, I would never, but people do it, apparently, and um, that's what happened. So let me start off by saying I met this person through Yik Yak, flashback to Vine days where it was Vine and it was Yik Yak and it was, I can't even think of a movie pass. Oh my God, remember? Okay, so Yik Yak was more on college campuses because you could make an anonymous post that would be broadcasted on like a messaging board um, in like a five mile radius or something like that. So I had just went through a breakup. I didn't have any friends because this breakup, like the person who I was with, like we just hung out with each other. It was really bad. So I wanted to make some friends and I posted on Yik Yak, let's meet at the bar. Like anybody who wants to come and stop by, let's hang out. So I did that, and I was like, I'll be at this one bar, you know, in uh, downtown Denver. And people were commenting back saying, oh my god, who would do this? Who would go meet this person? And it's just like, well, I'm not inviting them over to my house. For fuck's sake, we're meeting at a bar. Why is that so weird? It's just like, you know, we people do it on dating apps all the time. So somebody ended up actually following through, but a lot of people, you know, were just posting popcorn emojis because, you know, that was the only way we could communicate, me and this other person who actually did want to show up. And so, you know, they were like, okay, I'm, I'm headed over there. <laughs> and I was like, cool, I'm the cute girl in a gray shirt at the end of the bar. And he stopped by and his name was Sean. So this is how I met Sean. And um, you know, we became friends. We went to a couple shows together and, you know, it was always just friends. I can't remember when or if, how he brought up maybe wanting to be more, but I, you know, wasn't interested. And I had just went through a breakup. You know, he wasn't really my type and I just wanted friends. Like, I really just wanted platonic friendship. Did not want to deal with that at all. So, we were friends for about five or six years. He ended up introducing me to um, a bunch of other his of his friends who had moved from Michigan because he had recently moved from Michigan. That's why he met up with me because he also wanted to make friends. So I ended up being really good friends with a couple of his other friends. Um, and that's kind of how uh, I met the friend group. And that's the people who I hung out with pretty much, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, sitting here saying that I met a group of friends through an app that was an anonymous posting saying like Reddit or some shit like that. Um, that doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, yeah. Okay. It's kind of crazy. But also like there are normal people on the internet. Like we can't just go around saying that like you meet somebody off the internet and they're going to be weird and creepy. I mean, like that is what happened. But for the most part, he wasn't weird or creepy for the first five years. Okay. And neither was I. And I'm a normal person. I, I was on the internet. So yeah, you can meet some people. You know, it's not that weird. It's not the 90s where it's only weird, creepy people in the AOL chat. So, you know, for a while, the friendship was fine. It was good. It was what it, you know, I was okay with it. We were, I, I'm assuming he was okay with it. I was. Um, and, you know, I ended up graduating from college with a degree in journalism and went out to California to be a journalist. And was working out there and he actually also got a degree in journalism after me um i i guess you know was just always raving about how much i love journalism and i i did actually convince another girl um to switch her major <laughs> into journalism as well so it wasn't that weird that sean ended up also getting a degree in journalism because i kind of you know was the prophet of journalism in general anyway 
uh, before that. So, <laughs> so that's what happened. He got a degree in journalism as well. And then also moved out to California. We actually didn't even hang out when he moved to California. So it wasn't like he moved there for me. And maybe he did. I don't know. He didn't tell me. I didn't ask. Um, but we met up, met up a couple times. And then when I moved back to Denver, um, I started driving for Uber and I was making really good money. And I wanted to travel. And so I kind of jokingly messaged him that we should go to Europe for my birthday in October. Last October. And so we ended up doing that. And while we were there, ended up getting in a huge fight because he was late checking out um, in Italy, in the Airbnb that we were staying at. So here's the thing. He overslept, which is totally normal. And I'm not going to fault you for that. You know, whatever. I didn't I didn't say anything really about him waking up late. I didn't say anything. Um, just continued on to our next destination. But when we were checking out, when we got to our next destination and we were hanging out and stuff like that, and then it came time to leave that following destination, I said, can you remember to set an alarm so we can please leave on time? And that is really the gist of it that I said, I did not lay into him about being late or anything like that. I just asked him to be on time this time, like, Specifically, can you please put some effort into it? Whatever. And he goes, uh, maybe if I feel like it. Literally, that's what he said. And I said, okay, well, I would like to be on time. And he goes, why? And like, I, and I was, well, I want to catch the train, the early train so we can get there. And I want to go to the grocery store first. And we need to check out at a certain time, 11. And he goes, no, we don't we don't need to leave at 11. And I was like, yes, we do. That's the checkout time. And he was like, that doesn't matter. And was saying, you know, like nothing bad happens when you check out late. So why should I care? And I was like, well, when we checked out late the other day, the owner of the Airbnb came by when we were 30 minutes late and she walked in and she was like, why are you guys still here? It's time to go. And it was just super embarrassing for me. I was like, I know we're working on it. Um, okay, sorry. And who knows, you know, maybe that lady had set aside that time to clean and get ready for the next people. And that was the only time that she could do it. And we were fucking there. Um, so, that's what I said. And, and he was like, I don't care. I don't care about her. I don't care. He, and I'm not exaggerating any of this. He said these things like almost verbatim, the verbiage of like, I don't care. Nothing bad. There are no consequences. So why should I care type? That was, that's entirely accurate. He said that. And I, you know, it was obvious this, when you travel with people, you see things and you experience, you really learn about this person. And that's what happened, you know? And I'm sure he would say the same about me. You know, oh my gosh, probably so uptight, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it was, you know, some, um, how do you say it? Like, some things about the person that I didn't like. And I wasn't interested in carrying on a friendship with somebody who had these qualities. So, um, yeah, during that big fight or whatever, we ended up splitting up. And so we were in Milan and we were taking the train to Zurich, Switzerland. And when we were walking to the train station, he ditched me. Okay, I will like adamantly 
say and like he he ditched me he says that I ditched him but I was looking for him I was on the streets of Milan like looking behind me like he had done the like the duck dive like turn the corner fucking like when I wasn't looking type shit like I got I was like looking around and I was like okay well I don't know where he is I'm just gonna go to the train station and I bought a ticket and then I stood around at the ticket kiosk waiting for him and I mean there's multiple kiosks so I was like well I don't know if this is gonna work like he probably went through a different entrance and like is on a different platform or fucking some shit so I just went in and I got on the train I didn't know if he was on that train I don't know where he was our phones didn't work so couldn't get a hold of him so I went to Zurich on my own and it was fine I have no problem being on my own I have no problem traveling on my own I like being alone actually now um that was one of the things that I've learned this year is that my company is enough and I don't need to distract myself with other people like my thoughts are controlled like before you know I couldn't be alone with my thoughts because they were just everywhere but now I'm better at it so um, I have a lot more fun being alone than with some people. And this is kind of what it turned into. So I was totally fine with traveling alone. And I was having, I wouldn't say a better time, because sometimes you really do like having other people to experiencing, experience things with. But, um, you know, if you're going to fight with that person, then yeah, I'd rather be alone. Um, so we got to Zurich and I got to the hotel and they wouldn't let me check in without him and I was like great and they were like you know where is he and I was like I don't know and they were like what do you mean you don't know and I was like oh my god like <laughs> dude I don't tell you okay like I just don't know and that was another embarrassing moment for me because I was like oh my god why am I in this situation this is so unlike like I I usually have everything like pinned together like I know I can like what am I doing Luckily, he showed up um, 30 minutes later, and we were able to check in, and that was great. But then we didn't see each other for the rest of the trip. We saw each other when we flew back to the States, when we were going through D.C., because our plane from Zurich went to D.C., and then I got on a plane to Denver, and he got on a plane to California. So we saw each other a little bit um, in D.C. and made, like, the smallest of small talk or whatever. But, like, I wasn't really in the mood, you know? And I was just... I just still just wanted to be alone. I wasn't ready to talk about it. I wasn't ready to forgive him. And I wasn't ready to go there. So went back to Colorado and then a couple days later he sent me this ridiculous text message outlining about how shitty of a friend I was how shitty of a person I was how dare I do this how dare I do that um and all this shit which I really debated if I was going to reply to at all um but I decided to reply and um the text I sent was I, I mean, I was defending myself because he had accused me of doing things that I didn't do, like accused me of ditching him. That was inaccurate. And, you know, also got in my case because, you know, I didn't give him two euros to get on the bus. Well, the thing was, is that the bus had a card reader. And so you can use your card. And it like kind of wasn't my fault that he didn't have euros because I told him you should get euros. You should pull money out of the ATM so you have euros just in case. And he goes, no, I'll just use my card. I just want to use my card, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, mm, okay. But, like, we all know that when you're traveling in a different country, you should have cash of the current of the local currency. You should have that, but whatever. 
and he got on my case about that and it's just like dude I paid for your hotel in Zurich because he didn't have enough money in his card and all he had was US dollars which he tried to give the hotel receptionist he tri- he handled the hotel he handed them US dollars oh my god and so he asked me can you please cover this um hotel stay and so I put it on my card or I paid in Swiss francs I can't remember which and then he handed me the US dollars so what would the fuck would he well I mean he would have had to go to a currency exchange he would have probably lost money on the on the exchange and you know what would you have done if I wasn't there and yet you're gonna get on my case that I didn't give you two euros to get on the bus when they had a card reader which is how you said that you wanted to pay for everything how is that my fault and so that was just, you know, one of those things where it's just like, you're just going to bitch about anything and everything that I did. And that's not fair because all I asked for you was to be on time. I didn't complain that you were late the previous day. I just wanted you to try and be on time the next day. And that was selfish to him you know he was saying it's my trip too and but like the checkout time like it's not just me we have to go even if you think the checkout time isn't like you know important or whatever like I mean it's an appointment to leave literally so anyway we had that fight and I told him over text message um I'm not interested in this friendship anymore and I'm will now be blocking you (laughs) And he had pictures of me that he had taken of me in front of, you know, historic landmarks and everything like that. And I told him, I was like, I already, I've already accepted that I won't get those pictures and blocked him because I really didn't think he was going to send me them anyway because he was mad at me. And I, and I think that he wanted to be a dick. So I was just like, you know what, whatever, I've accepted I won't get those. And then he sends me the pictures through a different number. And so I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. Whatever downloaded them use them on my profile I'm like okay thanks and then a few months later three or four months later he texts me from another number so we're on number phone number uh number three at this point his main number the one he texted me the pictures from and then this different number that he texted me um an apology to um and he rationalized a little bit but for the most part it was a it was an okay apology it was whatever but you know, just because you apologize doesn't mean that you're going to get your friendship back and that everything's going to go back to normal and that person's going to want them in your life, that, that you're going to, you know, want them in your life again. And that's exactly what happened. Great. Cool. Thanks for the apology, but I'm still interested. I didn't actually reply to it at all. I was appreciative of it in my own life. I, I didn't voice a thank you or, you know, and appreciate that or whatever, but I don't need to. I can handle an apology however I want however I want to and I didn't want to say anything and I didn't want to bring it up and I didn't want to have a conversation um but you know it was nice or whatever thanks so much and I just moved on with my life and then a few months after that I get a text message from a 907 number so I am from Alaska their area code is 907 the entire state is 907 okay there's no other area code in the entire state of Alaska. It is 907, wherever you are. And so a 907 number texts me and says, I'm making the trip from San Francisco to Anchorage, 
you down. And what's funny is that I'm the type of person who will entertain anything. I mean, I've given tattoos to people on first dates before. Okay. I've let them tattoo me a first date, a guy who I've known for two hours. I have bet a guy on a first date before the definition of a word and I have walked away a hundred dollars richer. Okay. I am down for anything. So of course I'm going to entertain this random number who's texting me asking me this stupid shit. And I said, I think you have the wrong number, but I'm still totally down, (laughs) which to this day, I would reply that way to anyone and everyone who texted me the same ass shit. And so he goes, well, I got your number from X bar, which is a gay bar in Denver. I got your number from X bar in a stall in in the men's stall. So hopefully you're a bear. And I was like, ha ah, no, I'm a woman, but I just have gay friends. And what's funny is that I was actually feuding with one of my gay friends, one of my gay male friends. And I was I in my fucking head. I immediately thought, oh, my God, Eric posted my number. Eric fucking wrote my number in a stall in a gay bar. What a petty little bitch. Wow. Uh-huh. And then that what's funny is that he knows Eric. He introduced me to Eric and like he would totally do that. Eric would totally do that. And so I was just completely under the impression that that was Eric and that is how he got my number because that shit does happen. And I have seen numbers um, posted, not just in bathrooms, but like all over the city where it's like, you know, wouldn't it be fun to text that? And also remember when like we would text our number buddy so it was like your number but the um, last number was changed to either the number above so if it ends in one two three four you would text one two three five or one two three three and be like you know we're number buddies where our numbers are freaking so close to each other you know people were doing that texting random people and just having fun and i've also had other people text me random memes and i reply with another meme and then they send a meme and then i send a meme and it's somebody who i have i don't even i know i do who they are and so that was the vibe with this person um i was just sending them the dumbest fucking shit like i was saying i was 15 months pregnant i blamed them for giving me covid even though we had never met um and and he said, you know, that, he, well, I had asked him, you know, if you don't live in Denver, you were there for pride. Um, but the, when he texted me, he texted me in July. So it was a couple of weeks after pride. And I was like, did you send it? Did you save my number? Did you take a picture of it? Like, how, why are you texting me, you know, multiple weeks after you saw my number? And he said, well, Alaskan numbers stand out. You know, because this person's supposed to be from Alaska. And I totally get that because they do. Whenever I see another 907 number, I'm like, oh my God, this person's from Alaska. And that's exactly what happened when this 907 number texted me. I was like, oh my God, another Alaskan. And for fuck's sake, I mean, that was his whole plan. So that was, that was so calculated. And you know, there was actually a moment where I said that I didn't believe in math because I'm really bad at math because I'm a writer. Okay. 
and I don't need to know how to do math. All I, as a journalist, all I needed to know was percentages, and I'm not going to lie. I just had my colleagues do it, okay? I brought it over to their little cubicle in the newsroom, and I said, can you please do this for me? <laughs> so I'm not good at math. I said, math's a scam. It's sketchy. I don't believe in it. And he said, well, we know how the Alaskan education system is, right? <laughs> like, he's from Alaska. So what's funny is that he was telling me all the trips he was going to take coming up. And Sean, you know, would always talk about that too. And as a joke, I texted this random number, oh my god, you're Sean, thinking that this person was going to reply with, what? Who Who the fuck Sean? Instead, I get a reply saying, wow, I cannot believe it took you this long to figure it out. And my mind just went like, like explode. Like I couldn't believe that. And I was actually driving at the time. So, I mean, it's kind of nice that my mind was already preoccupied like with driving because I think that if I had gotten that message when I was at home, I would have freaked the fuck out. Like even now thinking about this was a couple weeks ago, but I was in disbelief, uh, like denial for a week probably. Um, and it got to the point where I was going back and forth actually between disbelief and anger. And there are times where I'm still kind of angry and mostly times where I'm uncomfortable. It was really creepy. I thought about rereading our, uh, conversation thread, knowing that I was texting him the entire time, but I was just too grossed out. So I actually went to breakfast with one of my friends and she reread it because, Sean had told me, I dropped so many hints. You're supposed to be a journalist. I can't believe you figured that, like, it was so obvious, you idiot type thing. And when she reread it and she told me some of these things, she was like, no, this guy was definitely, like, really playing the part of, I'm from Alaska. I'm a gay man who lives in San Francisco, which, by the way, Sean, last I knew him, he lived in LA. And so it's not that weird that somebody from San Francisco, which I think of as having a huge gay population, would come to Denver for Pride, would get my number from a gay bar, and, you know, be texting me this these ridiculous things. That was a actually very plausible story. I mean, it made sense. And he doubled down on that multiple times. So don't say, oh my god, like, it just was very fucking calculated and I have no idea what he was trying to gain from it because once I found out that it was him and and you know I said bro you got a fake number like what the fuck he said he said laugh my ass off this isn't a fake number this is my real number through Verizon he sent me a, a, t- a screenshot of his Verizon account um of it ha- having that number because I thought that he was using a Google voice number or emulator or something like that but no What's even worse and creepier and gross is that this person actually changed their number, their real number, to Alaska, a state that they've never lived in before, in order to text me as another person from Alaska, as somebody else who's not Sean, as somebody else, to try and fuck, to do what? I don't know. But to go through the motions to actually do that is 
so creepy. I told my mom, I said, this guy wants to wear my skin. And she goes, oh my God, yeah. And I was, and there's another one of those things where I was like, oh my God, please do not agree with that. That was a joke. Now I'm creeped out. I was creeped out before that. But yeah, and I told my friend, I was like, this is the dude who would kill you because if I can't have you, no one can type vibe. Like this is, this is what I'm dealing with right now. And so now I think about some of the new followers I've gotten on Twitter, some of the friend requests I've gotten through Snapchat, and I'm like, fuck, like, any of these could be Sean. And that is so creepy and gross. And I think that if somebody doesn't want you in your life, you should respect that. And, you know, move on. When people have not wanted me in their life anymore, even though it hurts and it sucks, I don't want to be in someone's life who doesn't want me there. Why would I want that? There are other people who will value who you are. So it's just, yeah, kind of sad that he's trying so hard to get back in my life, but it's just wrong. It's creepy and wrong. And I am beside myself with the fact that I actually got catfish. I'm not like mad at myself that I fell for it or anything like that because I mean like I said I entertain fucking anybody even people who are sitting right in front of me but of course like anonymous text message I'm gonna send like stupid jokes to and like whatever like where's the harm in that I never thought that it would be somebody who I had cut off a year prior and he even said that too you know like I dropped so many hints and I was like dude I don't think about you (laughs) and I thought it was like mean or whatever but like None of that had crossed my mind that it was Sean because Sean does not cross my mind. So, damn, like, I cannot believe that I got catfished. And it's just another one of those things that's just like, man, who gets catfished? Who gets catfished anymore? And another thing that I think about is that that you can change your real life number to a state that you've never lived in. Neven Max, good fucking luck. Good luck with that. I think that that's creepy and scary. I don't think that Verizon or any other phone carrier should allow you to do that because the reason why anyone would do that is gonna be weird and creepy reasons. There's no good reason to change your number to a state you've never lived in, to a state that you don't live in. There is no good reason to do that and it's weird as hell. So... That is my story on how I got catfished. Never thought it could happen to me, but here we are. Statistically improbable things that are highly unlikely to happen, happening to me. Great. Awesome. Love it. Anyway, I have many, many, many other stories of this happening. Like I said, I have a Google document outlining everything that I want to talk about. And... Next time, I'm not sure, for the next episode, not sure what I'm going to talk about because the things that I want to talk about are are just kind of like what's been on my mind lately and, you know, what's kind of been bugging me. I do kind of want to talk about, though, soon, so it might be the next um, episode, is the time I was in a D&D group campaign with my ex and my ex's friends. And they were not very nice to me. And then I brought it up with my boyfriend at the time. And because I thought that maybe he didn't notice or maybe he didn't think that they were being necessarily rude 
or disrespectful and so I brought it up to him and he said no I noticed and yeah I don't think they're being very nice but he didn't say anything and that has fucked me up to this day this happened like a year and a half ago and I cried about it a few days ago still um so I really want to talk about that I do think it's an interesting story and I have a lot to say about it because it's fucked up and I will never allow myself to put up with anything like that again and I'm upset that I did but it's kind of a complicated situation when you live together with some when you live with somebody and you have a dog with them and you have two years under your belt like breaking up with somebody because their friends were mean to you in a D&D campaign just kind of sounds ridiculous but never again I'm never gonna do it again so I might probably I'll probably talk about that next time so you have that to look forward to